And Dennis Stewart, you uh, certainly have um, often talked about anti-aging properties, mm. various herbs and mm. uh, and supplements. Mm. Um, do you think we could perhaps talk a little bit more about that today? Jane, I'd love to talk about that. It is very appropriate for me to talk about anti-aging remedies. Yes, I'd love to. There are a few remedies that we may have touched on, or maybe this time last year, which I genuinely believe have possibilities of helping us cope with the inevitable getting old. Yes, it is inevitable, isn't it, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, the Fountain of Youth coming up today on Health Naturally on 2NURFM, plus your questions. Give us a call if you've got a question about anything, even if you're young, on 2NURFM's Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. 49216216. Jeff has rung in from Valentine. And, uh, Jeff, you've got a problem with sinus, have you? Yes, I have. Um, hi, Dennis. How are you going? Hello, Jeff. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Um, yeah, I've got a, a lot of problems with um, sinus and phlegm. Yes. Um, yes. It's pretty well constant. Okay. Some days are worse than others. Yeah. Okay. And, and you've had a history of uh, antibiotic treatment for it, have you? I have had it, yeah. Yes, yeah. Look, a couple of little things here that maybe have helped to you. Uh, sinuses one of these conditions that many of us will experience episodically, but unfortunately uh, some people will experience sinus um, chronically, ongoingly, and frequently that can also um, lead to lower respiratory tract infections also, which um, can manifest uh, themselves in phlegm and mucus congestion. I'll recommend a couple of little things that are not expensive and should be able to help you. You live right. at you live at Valentine, so you could go down to Warner's Bay Health Food Store. They would know what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, a good starting base is always to take on board the old-fashioned horseradish and garlic. Okay. It's been around for a long time, but many people don't understand the usefulness of that combination. Um, horseradish and garlic is a combination of two herbs, both of which have natural antibiotic characteristics. I'm not aware that listeners appreciate that, that the, the, the horseradish in particular has a group of chemical substances known as mustard oil glycosides, and garlic, of course, of course has a, a strong aromatic oil, which is right. very uh, antibiotic in principle. You put that together with a bit of vitamin C, which frequently comes with horseradish and garlic, and you take right. that ongoingly, and it should develop some ability to lessen the level of infection in the sinuses and promote a reduction in mucus production. So that's okay, I'm, I'm currently um, taking chiolic yep. well, um, to lower blood pressure, okay. but also I'm taking vitamin C tablets as well. Well, they're good, but that would not in any way interfere with what I'm suggesting, that okay. you augment that with a product that's been around... Uh, for a long time under various brands, horseradish and garlic with a bit of vitamin C. Uh, the other thing that I would suggest, however, is that the American herb known as echinacea, uh, po possibly right. and probably, I should say, the most um, well-known and frequently recommended uh, herb in Western herbalism, it has a specificity for recurrent upper respiratory tract infections. Um, fortunately, again, it's available in uh, encapsulated form. It is not an expensive supplement. In fact, I had a lot to do uh, with introducing echinacea into Australia probably 35 years ago and okay. actually, actually had the pleasure of participating in growing the first crop of echinacea purpurea here in Australia with uh, 
Professor Elliott from this university, it should be taken, in my opinion, with any chronic respiratory tract infection, whether it be upper or lower. I, su- yeah. I would suggest to all listeners that they think seriously about using echinacea to address the recurrent or chronic uh, infection history. So there's a few things, horseradish and garlic with the vitamin C, but at the yeah. same time, pick up, say, a capsule of, of echinacea and take it a couple of times a day. I'd be most surprised if that didn't do you some good, Jeff. Oh, excellent. Thank you very much. I love your show, too. I listen to you every week. Thank you very much, Jeff. Health Naturally on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, taking your calls on 49216216 and also anti-ageing. We're talking about that, Dennis, and... Mm. Um, do we actually mean we're going to make our, turn back the clock, make ourselves totally young again? Oh, oh, oh Jane, if, if only, if only. Would I be sitting here doing this program if, if that was capable? I no. thought you had done that. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Jane. Thank you. Look, what I'm talking about there is an understanding that using aspects of complementary medicine, and in particular a bracket of herbs, um, has proven itself and is documented to be such that these few substances can benefit aspects associated with with ageing, particularly as far as maintaining uh, or helping to maintain cardiovascular health, uh, helping uh, to maintain uh, memory and functioning, and also helping to maintain what we loosely refer to as vitality. And there are three remedies that I have for years studied, uh, worked with, recommended, lectured on and take myself and I see these three as being the epitome of remedies that particularly at, at my stage in life and presumably yours Jane might be useful in uh, in giving our system some support. Those three herbs would be the hawthorn or what we call hawthorn berry, uh, the, the, the herb ginkgo biloba which I mention occasionally on the program and a third remedy which I have great confidence in and recommend frequently, and that is the Panax or the Korean ginseng. Those three remedies um, are, in my opinion, good things to be using by persons who are moving into the ageing bracket because my understanding of them is that they bring to bear on our bodies, on our resistance mechanisms, on our cardiovascular functioning, some additional benefits and this in no way at all means that uh, we retreat from the benefits of mainstream medicine what we are saying here is that these supplements which are exceedingly safe uh, have a good history of use frequently in being um, taken in conjunction with the mainstream but more importantly taken preventatively and in a sense taken as tonic remedies we'll talk a little bit more about those three remedies the hawthorn berry Um, the ginkgo, and also the Korean ginseng as we go through, whether we do it all this week or not. We'll touch on those. Sounds good. In the meantime, let's go to Terry, who's rung in from Bulwara. And are iron levels keeping them at the right level? Is that a little bit of a problem for you, Terry? Yes, it is, Jane. Yes, it is. Um, Hello, Terry. Hello, Dennis. How are you? I'm well indeed. Um, I have trouble maintaining my iron levels. Mm. So I put a lot of effort into my diet, but yes. I find that sugar and also dairy take a lot of iron levels out of, back out of my system. Okay. Let me just ask you a few questions on this, Terry. You, you talk about maintaining your iron levels. You've obviously had this investigated, have you? 
Well, yes, I'd been to the GP. I've had blood tests. Yeah. We found the, the total iron levels went down from 54 down to about 17. And as you have, have you had a colonoscopy or anything like that? Uh, colon and gastro, yes. You've had yes, that? There. So there's no internal bleeds? No. No hemorrhoidal bleeding or anything like that? No, nothing. Okay. Do you eat meat? <clears throat> I am, I'm not a big meat lover, but okay. I've learned to eat meat more to the instant iron boost. Okay. Look, a couple of little recommendations here, which again um, involve over-the-counter products, very safe and shouldn't conflict with anything you take. Um, I have uh, a product that I frequently recommend to my patients and clients. Uh, it's an over-the-counter product available from good health food stores and pharmacies. It's known as Floridix, F-L-O-R-A-D-I-X. Now, it's it's uh, labelled, it's labelled as uh, an iron supplement, albeit the iron presentation comes in the matrix of a whole spectrum of herbs and other nutrients that promote its better uptake and assimilation. Um, It's, in in fact, could be referred to as an organic uh, form of iron, and I've not met anyone yet who has taken it that has experienced any constipation as a result of taking that iron supplement. Some patients or people that use iron supplements unfortunately can experience a bit of constipation which deters them from using that particular form so I'd suggest you start off with using something like Floridix it's inexpensive fairly reliable and when you read the label you'll see the confidence that I have in it the other thing that I would say is that there are a a couple of herbal teas that are useful also as far as promoting iron uptake and in fact convey a little bit of iron and one of those would be dried stinging nettle tea. Oh, uh, that's I, I, know, I know that sounds a little bit left field, but <laughs> in, in, in earlier times, in fact, even today in certain parts of the world, particularly in, in, in Scotland, um, nettles are used essentially as a food. Nettles are not seen as a nuisance. I've never seen them as a nuisance, by the way, um, and they grow frequently around the place. Um, nettles have been frequently seen as a pot herb and used with other vegetables. Obviously, when one harvests nettles, one needs to be very cautious because they sting, but fortunately, when they're cooked, uh, that sting is lost. And in the, um, in, the, uh, in the nettle greens, you get a, con- a conveyance of iron in a very healthy and useful way. So I'd suggest you also think about going to your health food store if you're not prepared to go and harvest nettle and get some nettle tea <laughs> and take that, take that in conjunction with the Floridix. Okay, have a go yeah, at that. that sounds very good. Yes, yeah, thank I'm, you very much. I'm a, I'm a great fan of the nettle, and for listeners out there that might be interested in a lovely little book that'll talk more about it, uh, there's a little book written by Audrey Hatfield, who is a fellow of the Royal Horticultural Society in the UK. She may have passed on now, but uh, she wrote a little book entitled How to Enjoy Your Weeds. <laughs> How to Enjoy Your Weeds. Now, that little book kicked me off. Uh, in my fascination with herbs and um, in it she goes through a number of uh, usually old country herbs uh, particularly from from the north of England or Scotland nettle is mentioned there and there are a couple of recipes in fact how to cook nettle and make it into various dishes so as well as taking this on board get on to Google or um, any of them Amazon and try to get hold of that lovely little book 
How to Enjoy Your Weeds by Audrey Hatfield. You'll bless me. <laughs> it sounds great. Look, uh, Patricia has rung in from Western now, 49216216. That's the number for your uh, call, your question to get through to Dennis. And Patricia, urinary tract infection. You'd like to ask Dennis about that. Yes, yes, please. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Dennis. How are you doing? Um, not real well. You battle, you battle with urinary tract infections, oh, do yes. you? Oh, yes. And it's one of those things that, mm. you know, I take the antibiotics yeah. and start to feel all right. And, and they then come, they come back, back again. again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I'll, I'll mention a couple of little things. You live at Western, so you'd be able to get these little remedies from um, Sally Bowen's practice in in, uh, in Cessnock, just up from Goldman's Produce Store. Okay. So Sally, yeah. Sally stocks the stuff that I speak about. Um, one thing you need to start using and possibly never go off, right. it's, it's what's called Buku Tea, and I'll spell it for you. Thank you. B-U-C-H-U. Buku. Yeah, B U C H U Buku tea. Now it's a South it's a South African herb with incredible documentation and proven usage. And I have many, many patients and clients that bless me for you for introducing them to Buku tea, which when taken ongoingly breaks the cycle of recurrent urinary tract infections. So the other thing you need to do while you're getting this in at um, um, Sally's, is to get hold of the uh, little tableted preparation based on the herb cranberry. Uh-huh. Now, that's, it can come in a little tablet form. These things are not expensive. If you were to take, if you were to take Buku tea, two to three cups a day, and work with the tableted preparation of, of cranberry, which has a few other things in with it, but essentially cranberry, I would be the most surprised person in the world, Patricia, if you did not get a breakthrough in managing this wretched condition. Oh, thank you. You try it and yes. get back on the program down the track and let us know how you've got on. Just oh, go in to see Sally and pick those up. Go on them for a month and let me know how you've gone. Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And we're taking your calls when we're not talking about anti-ageing, but we're taking your calls on 49216216. And Jane's rung in from Curry Curry. Jane, uh, I can hear you're fairly close to the radio. <laughs> I can hear that coming yeah, through. Yeah, darling, do you want me to turn it down? If you could, that would be good. And turn then it we'll down take... a bit, okay. Barry, please. That'd be good. Sorry. Okay. Thanks for that, Barry. And Dennis <laughs> is here, and he'd love to hear your question on incontinence. Hello, yes, Jane. Hi, Dr. Stewart. Um, I've got incontinence, and it's quite bad. Okay. Um, I wear a nappy 24-7. Yes. Okay. Now, you're, right. you're, you're talking about urinary incontinence, are you, Jane? Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want the other no, one. No, no, don't give me the it, other it's one. Just, it's just that I treated a lady from... Carry carry full bowel incontinence with great results. Um, oh, did you? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, we'll talk about your urinary incontinence, and it's it's pretty active, is it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you've you've obviously been investigated by your doctor. Yes. Yes. Okay. Have you done things like pelvic floor exercises, etc.? Yes. Yeah. Pelvic pelvic exercises, all that. Mm. Yes. And and you still you're still not confident about it, are you? No. Okay. No. Look. Jane, in our system of medicine, in our system of medicine, there is one herb, and I will emphasise one herb, that has a potential of benefit. 
and it's not a common herb. It's uh, like so many herbs that are, that are effective in medicine. Many of them are unknown. This herb is called sweet sumac, S-U-M-A-C-H, sweet just sumac. I just want to write it down. Okay, I'll go slowly. Have you got a pencil and paper? Yes, okay. yes I have now. It's, it's called sweet. Sweet. Yep, S-W-E-E-T, sweet. Sumac, S-U-M-A-C-H. A-C-H. A-C-H. Now, it's not a common herb. So, again, again, you would have to go into um, Cumberland Street to Sally Bowen's practice and get hold of the extract of it. It would be impossible to get it from other locations because it's such a rare herb. And and that's from who? It's it's Sally Bowen's practice in Cumberland Street. Sally Bowen, B-O-W-E-N. B O W E N B A W E N E N. Now she's just up from Goldman's Produce Store. She's up from Goldman's Produce, produce store, store, Barry. And she's been trained by me. She's a very, very good practitioner, a, a, a wonderful uh, body worker, and a very competent herbalist. And she has a dispensary where she'd be able to dispense some sweet sumac for you. And can you spell sumac again for me, love? I'll do it before I get her door down. S U M S U M A C H A C H. Now, while you're in there, ask Sally to give you ask Sally to give you the document. Ask for the document. Yeah, that will explain the herb. Good. Okay. So, if you were to do that. That's, in my opinion, there's a possibility of benefit. I make no promises, but other patients that I've prescribed it to over the years have had good results from it, and it's well documented. Okay? Wouldn't that be a relief? Well, see how you go and get back and let us know, Jane. (laughs) I will. I definitely will. You'll get some benefit, I'm sure. Thank you very, very much. If it's any uh, consolation to you, my dear old mother was born and raised in Carry Carry, so I'd better do you some good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do a lot of other people good. Oh, there you go. Okay, thank you, Jane. Thanks, Thanks for your call, Jane. And we're moving now to Rathmines and Jerry, a staph infection that never sounds good. It's in your foot, so um, you're a bit worried about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I'm taking heavy antibiotics for it at the moment. Okay, um, Gary, uh, with the in, it's a, it's an open wound, is it? No, no, it's, it's almost healed up, but it's not quite healed. It's, okay, so... You, I mean, I've been on antibiotics for a month now. And I'm a bit... So you've had, a, you've had a basic cellulitis, have you? Yeah, okay. no, no, it's at the bottom of the foot. Okay. It was blisters and I scratched it and it turned to an yeah. infection. Yeah, okay. Um, look, while you're on strong antibiotics, um, anything you take should be uh, passed on to your doctor or specialist so he or she knows what you're using. Our, pro- our approach here would not be to try to prescribe uh, competing antibiotic substances, but rather to prescribe things which in our profession are known to improve the natural resistance of the body and promote an anti-infection possibility. So there are, yeah. a, couple, there are a couple of herbs that uh, I would inevitably prescribe for someone who has had an infection like this, or in fact has the infection and it's not resolving itself, there would be a couple of herbs that I would happily prescribe. Have you got a pencil and paper? Yeah. Now, you would have to have these compounded for you. That is, uh, they would have to be mixed by a compounding pharmacist or a medical herbalist that has a dispensary. Um, yeah, it, in China. Beg your pardon? 
There's one in Toronto. Well, there you go. So the herbs that I would recommend would be as follows. I mentioned one of them earlier today, and that was the famous American immune-enhancing herb called Echinacea. Yeah. And it should, it should always be supported in infection conditions with the American herb Golden Seal. Golden Seal, yeah. And, and the third most remarkable remedy that has a powerful effect on, on stimulating antibody uh, production is the herb Clivers, C-L-I-V-E-R-S. So I can just spell that again. C-L-I-V-E-R-S. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, that. those three herbs compounded together and dosed correctly, in my opinion, might be a very useful way of finalising this wretched infection. But having said that, uh, run it past your GP so that he or she is aware of what you're doing. Okay, we'll do. Okay. Thanks for your call, Thanks, uh, Jerry. Jerry. That's yes, good, and yes, good luck yes, with that. Yes. Um, moving now to Dudley and James, um, a fatty liver. Now, I think people mm. are becoming more aware of fatty, fatty livers liver. these yep, days. Yep, yep. Look, um, we recommend for this condition the uh, remarkable uh, liver herb known as St Mary's thistle. Um, on your or with your fatty liver, James, is it reflecting itself in elevated liver enzymes? As it is, yes. you've got a high GGT. Yes. Okay, look, yes. I, I uh, would be very, very confident in saying that your GGT would, lo- would go lower as a result of a sustained taking of St Mary's thistle. And I, I can support that by saying the wife of one of my patients who always accompanies him to my rooms at New Lambton uh, for a number of months... Um, or when she when she first came with the husband, also mentioned to me that her GP was rather annoyed that uh, her GGT was constantly elevated and was cajoling her and saying, you must stop drinking because your GGT is too high. Give up drink and it'll come down. And this dear lady had a big job saying to her dear doctor, look, I don't drink. But uh, she said, I don't think the GP believed me. Anyway, I suggested that she with her fatty liver and considerably elevated GGT enzymes go on to St Mary's Thistle. I've seen husband over about three months, and the last time she rather jubilantly said that her doctor said to her last time she went to her with a blood test result, I see you have stopped drinking. And she said, I just chuckled. I didn't say anything to her. She said, but I have been taking the St Mary's Thistle for three months, and it has brought me GGT down to normal. Look, give it a go. Um, I'd be confident it would do something for the GGT and other enzyme elevation. Does that answer your question, James? Yes, thanks very much. Thanks, James. Great, good luck with it. Okay, and uh, over to Brankston now. And Joy has rung in and a bit of arthritis. Is that troubling you, Joy? Yes, that is a bit of a nuisance, yes. What are you you doing about it, Joy? Uh, Well, good afternoon, Dennis. Good afternoon. Um, I'm... uh, Making sure I drink plenty of fluids, water yes, and that sort yes, of thing. Yes. I have been told uh, the properties of wintergreen are very good for helping arthritis. Okay. Uh, wintergreen oil is frequently used as a topical application for yes. addressing arthritic conditions. And yes. it, ha- it has a long history of benefit in that regard. So, uh, yes, it is one remedy that uh, must never be taken orally. 
It no. Only, it can only be ever applied topically. So if you haven't tried it, it's worthwhile trying. I, I believe it is poisonous if, if you yeah, get it. You don't, you don't take it orally. That's why I said no. to you, you only use it in a, a lotion or a liniment. Um, right. There would be liniments available, I'm sure. From We've got a, a pharmacy in Brankston, haven't we, Joy? Yeah. Pretty, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I know. I know Brankston pretty well. I've got a bit of land at North Rockbury there. Oh, right. so, look, go, go to your pharmacist, and uh, I'm sure he would have a, a lotion or a liniment with uh, wintergreen um, in it. Yes. Um, and try that as a start. If he hasn't, I'm sure a, a compounding pharmacist could make it up for you. He may be able to even do that. It's so well documented in the old. Uh, Australian pharmaceutical formularies that used to be popularly used by pharmacists. So it's a, a useful start. But what yeah. I'll do, what I'll also do, seeing you have contacted uh, me and seeing you live in the best part of the world, oh, I, will, I will send you, I'll make sure my staff send you a container of my famous glucosaplex powder. Oh, thank you. Free of thank charge, you. free of charge. So How? Um, you, uh, when you, when I finish talking to you, you, um, you um, give your name and address to the receptionist who will give it to me and I'll take it to my rooms today and make sure that it's sent today or on Monday for you. Thank you. Now, could you tell me before we go, yes. does it have any adverse effect with... Uh, I'm taking uh, medications for blood pressure. Yes. Now, glu the Glucosaplex product of mine, and it is Glucosaplex, not Glucosamine, yes. has no interactions that we are aware of with any pharmaceutical drugs, and, oh, I, and it's been in the on the market. It's been in the marketplace for over a decade, and um, no, there's been no adverse comment on it. Most people that use it rave about it, and I'm sure you'll find you'll get a benefit. And uh, we'll make sure you get a pack to try. And Health Naturally is the program. And Kim, you've rung in from Tookley, and uh, you, you've got a question about oil of oregano. Benefits of taking um, oil of wild oregano. See what Dennis thought about that. Uh, you mean you're going to take oil of oregano? Yes, I have been taking it mm. as a sort of like a tonic or an anti-immune. Okay. Uh, okay, look, just just a little bit of information there. Any any of the what we call essential oils, that is, any oil extracted from an aromatic herb, whether it be basil, whether it be oregano, whether it be oil of clove or peppermint, all those things are exceedingly potent substances. And right. I, I don't want to scare you, but many essential oils can be very, very toxic. And, even, oh, okay. and it, if taken in an accidental dose... They can be really very dangerous. Now, I'm not, su I'm not suggesting um, that there's no benefit. All I'm saying is that I warn listeners about taking essential oils um, orally. They're very, very useful when they're applied topically, but you have to be very, very cautious. And unless this, unless this preparation comes with a recommendation as to dosage and safety, I'd be a little bit cautious with that, Kim. Oh, okay, good. That's actually what I wanted to know yeah. because, I, yeah, I just wondered. No, look, yeah, be, yeah. be a little bit cautious. I've actually seen some pretty nasty consequences as a result of people using essential oils and mistaking the dosage and taking them orally and, and, and really getting some nasty consequences, particularly okay. on the kidneys and urinary tract. Be a little bit cautious, Kim. Oh, good. Okay. I, thank you very much. Thank that, you, that Kim. Okay. okay. Bye-bye.
by Kim and moving to Shortland now and Jonathan, sciatica. That sounds painful. Uh, yes, it is uh, in the hips uh, and I'm also experiencing uh, 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 pain pins and needles and numbness in the soles and the toes of both feet. Okay. So I wonder if there was anything that uh, the doctor... Uh, hello. Uh, hello, Jonathan. Um, You've been obviously been medically diagnosed with this condition. Have you got a, a spinal lesion? Have you a, dis, um, a disc problem or something like that? In the, um, the problems in that the base of the spine. Okay. Uh, yes, it is pain, pain issue and, there. And what what therapy have you been using up to this point from your doctor? Uh, well, so far I, 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 I've just been doing the yes, uh, stretching exercises. Mm. That's what I was put onto. Uh, and I've, for the pain itself, I've just been applying anti-inflammatory gel. Yeah, that's that's a, that, that's not a bad idea. What what I would be, uh, what I would suggest is a couple of things. Um, I will get sent to you a, a container of a product called Stiff Sore and Sorry. Uh, we'll right. se- we'll send that to you as a gift from the program. I have yep. seen it work very very well on sciatic conditions. It will not resolve the the problem, but what it does is inhibit the generation of pain. There's a lot of science behind our understanding of how the two herbs, arnica and the oleoresin of capsicum, interfere with pain generation. So at the end of our conversation, hang on because our receptionist will get your name and address and the program will send you a container of stiff sore and sorry to apply topically to that area of genesis. The other thing I would ask is, have you seen a medical acupuncturist for your condition? Uh, yes, that was one of the things my GP uh, suggested good, I try. Good, good. I tried it, but it sort of had like, mixed results. Okay. Look, uh, acupuncture is a bit like that, uh, but the reason I mentioned it to you was that I was probably one of the first people in Newcastle over 30 years ago to actually practice acupuncture, and I saw some benefit uh, in, in sciatic conditions. But there are some people that benefit Others, unfortunately, like most therapies, don't. I'll make another recommendation as far as pain relief uh, or augmenting your pain relief. Uh, There is a South African herb that is popularly used uh, in herbal medicine in this country and, in fact, all around the English-speaking world. It's a herb called Devil's Claw. Botanically known as Harpagophytum. It comes from southwest Africa, was popularized by the Germans uh, when they uh, run southwest Africa, and it's called up, in fact, in European pharmacopoeias. It's not a common herb, but it shouldn't be that difficult to get. And as I keep saying to listeners, if you have problems with getting any of these things, my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, function as a, as a dispensary for those. But try locally. You should be able to get an encapsulated preparation of devil's claw. And if um, you Google it up, you'll find that one of its indications is for sciatica. Right. Uh, and will, will, any, will, will that have any beneficial... Uh, effect as far as reducing the, the numbness and the pins and needles in, in the feet? It's difficult to say. The reason I'm mentioning it is that it has a broad spectrum possible benefit in sciatica per se, but how far it goes in addressing the individual symptoms is, is very difficult. So I can't guarantee either way. All I would say is it is an inexpensive herb, very safe and worthwhile giving a try.
Right. Uh, okay. Well, well, thank you very much for that. So, if you just hang on um, and give the uh, receptionist your name and address, we'll make sure that s- some stiff sore and sorry is sent to you. So, stay on the line, Jonathan. And our last caller for today, I think, uh, Dennis, is Margaret, who's rung in from East Maitland. And you've got a question about another supplement, Margaret. Uh, yes. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Margaret. Um, my husband and I both feel the cold, and yes. somebody told us there's a, a supplement you can take that's made up of ginger, garlic, and chilli. Does that make any sense to you? Yes, it, it does. And fortunately, these preparations are very inexpensive and, in fact, can be even domestically taken in any form. The reason those things are useful is that in the definition of herbal medicine, these herbs would be known as what are called circulatory stimulants, and in more traditional systems of medicine would be classified as warming remedies in inverted commas. On their own or as a compound uh, combined together, they would inevitably produce some benefit. And I had this verified on numerous occasions uh, in, during my career when listeners even as far as Tasmania would ring up and say as a result of using one or other of those herbs, the, particularly capsicum uh, and, and particularly ginger, um, that they they inevitably f- had less chillblains and felt more comfortable as a result of including those circulatory stimulant or worm- warming herbs in their routine. I would encourage you to do it. In fact, I've encouraged elderly people and those that feel the cold to start to use some of these warming spices. They do work. They need to be taken on a daily basis and they can be used in soups. They can be used in curries. They can be used in a capsule form. You try it. Yeah, well, I'll try the capsule form because I don't eat garlic and chilli and things. Yeah. But well, I'll... well, just try try to to start off with something a little bit mild. Start with, say, a ginger capsule. Okay. They're a little bit uh, less challenging, it, and if you handle that well, gravitate up to a capsicum capsule. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. So, moving up in terms of hotness, and of course, using those herbs in your food is great. I love isn't it. it. I have, in fact, Jade, I have uh, a lovely. Uh, chili bush in my garden and my one of my grandsons on the central coast has two beautiful chili bushes and he supplies me every time I visit them which is frequently he supplies his pop with these beautiful beautiful hot chilies and I love them fantastic (laughs) what a nice note to end health naturally on today thank you Dennis Stewart and we'll be back next uh, Friday after the midday news on 2NURFM with health naturally for our sponsor Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre